like today, we need to thank God that we know Jesus and that we are saved because there are a lot of families that are reflecting on tragedy in their lives. And even though we all had our own uh, different trials and, and losses, uh, 9-11 definitely brings back uh, some dark memories. Uh, but as Phil Zayas, I don't know if you, of all of you know, Phil Zayas is a disciple in the New York City church and uh, he's, a, he's a great brother and uh, just gave a, a moving testimony as to how God rescued him during that time because he was in one of those towers and uh, he's gone on to help many other people become Christians uh, because he's motivated uh, out of gratitude to share the good news. Uh, the title of our sermon today is on a subject that I think is very apropos uh, it's called, uh, we're going to talk about overcoming fear today. Overcoming fear. Last week, uh, we took some time to talk about overcoming heartbreak. And uh, I think that uh, a lot of people related to that particular topic. I know I did. Uh, prior to that, we talked about overcoming temptation. So uh, I hope that the theme of these messages have been encouraging to you. And that today you can be uh, moved as well to look to God for the strength to overcome fear in your life. Let's pray together as we get started. Uh, God and Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for all that he was willing to go through on our behalf. How he overcame suffering. How he faced the cross and through faith in you, through trust in you, he was victorious. God, help us to imitate him. And as we consider our fears and the things that paralyze us emotionally and spiritually, God, we pray you'd give us strength, that we could be victors, that we could learn how to defeat Satan's efforts to keep us from doing your will. Bless our time together today in Jesus' name. Amen. Overcoming fear. Uh, you know, different people have different fears of, of different things. I know one of my greatest fears is lightning. Uh, I, I never understand how, when it's lightning, people can run and go under a tree. Uh, and, you know, when it's lightning, I just get in the house and in a, in a room and just, and just pray for it to surpass. I am afraid of lightning. You know, I've got people in my family who are afraid of snakes. Uh, you know, in my house... Uh, people are afraid of bugs and mice and, and different things, and some of you can relate to those things. Uh, I love to, to kill bugs and mice. I, I, look, I just hope a mice or a mouse shows up in my house because, you know, when I was, when, before I went into the ministry, I worked for Orkin for a while, and so I learned how to kill bugs and mice, so... Uh, I say, come on, you know, my mouse in my house, he won't last long because I know exactly what to do. But I have, you know, th that's not my fear. But for some of you, uh, you know, a mouse it can, can, can change your day, can change your week. So, and in New York, that's not a good fear to have because there's so, there are more of them than there are of us. Uh, but we're going to talk about overcoming fear. You know, uh, Satan wants to inflict us with fear. In September 11, we see those four coordinated attacks uh, by terrorists 
whose objective and goal is to control people's lives through fear, to uh, make them feel threatened to the point where uh, they are overwhelmed and unable to carry about their normal daily functions. You know, for almost 3,000 people to die on that, on that day, uh, or another 6,000 injured, and $10 billion, $10 billion in, in property damage, uh, a tragic day. But we have to learn to, to embrace these challenges and find our way to the other side. I'm not saying it's easy, but uh, we, have, we have to work at it. And, and, and sometimes you wonder, how do things like this even occur? Uh, how do they, they take place? And, and where do you go for answers? And this is why we have to make sure that we have a strong faith in a loving and powerful God. You know, God gives freedom, and in giving freedom to people, uh, people have freedom to do good, and people have freedom to do evil. And it's when they use that freedom to do evil that it perplexes us, and, and we, we, we can't understand it. Uh, but we must have to make sure that the freedom that God has given us, that we use it to do good, and that we, we overcome the challenges in our lives. So we can give glory to God. The Bible says in Psalm 27, uh, as as are we are we moving along, or am I online, or what? Am, I'm not online, or am, I'm trying, but I don't think anybody's following me here. Psalm 27 is not changing. Okay, all right, that's not where I want to be, but. Uh, I mean, I don't need all this stuff to, to do what I'm supposed to do, but I'm just trying to, to use it. You mean you think I'm disconnected from the... All right, he's going to try to help me out here. But in the meantime, as, 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 as we move forward, uh, you know, David said, the Lord is my salvation. You know, he, he is my rock. Whom shall I fear? You know, he, he in his heart decided that he would not allow any man or any uh, force to control his life. That the Lord is, is my rock and my salvation. The Lord is, is my strength. Whom shall I fear? I mean, if God is, is for us and God lives in us, we, we don't even have to fear death, do we? Because we know that God's given us an answer even to that. But even with that, just 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 give just, just forget it, man. I'm just gonna preach. Well, I don't need it. I don't need it. Just just give it back to me. Alright. Uh, I was I was just trying to project uh, a few images here to help out, but in the meantime, I just huh? It works? Okay, he says it's working, alright. So but I gotta get on with the message because we got plenty to do today. Uh, God doesn't want us to live in fear. Uh, he, he, he doesn't want us to be paralyzed in this life. He wants us to be overcomers, to be people who move forward. And, and really, I, I'm just going to have one main point to this message today. How do we overcome fear in our lives? And Satan is a master at using our fears against us. And a lot of times in our Christian life, God is trying to move us forward. He's trying to 
push us over the edge, to get us out of our comfort zone, sometimes to, to do things or to go into areas in which we're relatively uncomfortable. And for some of us, it's God wants us to go ahead and lead. For others of us, God wants us to speak up. And, and we feel fearful in those situations. And sometimes we look at other Christians who have been around a while and, and they seem to do things very easily and we go, wow, I can't do that. But that's not where they started. You know, you have to work at, at, at overcoming your fears. And, and what the devil wants to do is to steal our joy, to steal our faith, to steal our vision of what we can become. Everyone faces fears. Everyone. The question is, do you allow them to stop you? And I was afraid the first sermon I preached, which went very bad. As I, I, it was a terrible experience. Uh, it, was, it was traumatic, to say the least. And, and it wasn't fair that they, they, they put me in that situation as a young Christian, trying to give a message to people. And it, was, it was a disaster, really, to be honest with you. And after, at the end of the message, I think I've shared this story with you before, no one even fellowship with me after the message. Except one sister came up after, it was, it was a, a college retreat, and she says, I believe you have potential. There was one, one, one person. But I was afraid, thank you for that one sister, uh, she's still faithful today, praise God. Uh, but I was just scared to death. First Bible talk, I was scared to death. I think it lasted about 10 minutes. <laughs> but, but, you know, you go through those things. You go through those things. Obviously at that time I wasn't thinking that I would make, you know, my life would be being a minister. But I had to deal with, with those fears. You're going to face fears in your life. You know, Moses is what we're going to talk about just for a few minutes today. Moses was a man who faced fears just like us. Now, he started off with a lot of ambition, wanted to free God's people, and he failed. It did not go well. And then years later, the Lord appears to him and calls him to lead. He, he goes to Moses and says, Moses... I want you to set my people free. And Moses would have to face a terrorizing leader named Pharaoh to lead God's people to freedom. And when God called him, and that's what I want to look at in this burning bush, uh, God said to Moses, now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. This is Exodus chapter 3. So now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the, bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Can you relate to Moses here? God himself is speaking to Moses. And Moses is expressing his insecurities and his fears to God. And we're going to take some time to look at the conversation that Moses had with God. Because Moses, as God calls him, Moses' response is, who am I? Then God said to Moses that suppose, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, 
the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask, what is his name? What shall I tell them? Moses, in, 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 in chapter 4, Moses is struggling again. So what I want to take a few minutes to, to do is to look at how Moses responds and then how God responds. Because sometimes what we're feeling, God is on a whole diff- in a whole different place as he looks at our lives. All right? God comes to Moses and says, I want you to set my people free. You know what Moses said? Moses says, I'm not able to do it. I'm, I just, who am I that, that you would even consider me to do something like that? What does God say? God says, I will be with you. Should that be enough, church? Well, is it? Y'all are being real honest this morning. Maybe a little bit too honest. But, but God is saying, Moses, don't worry about it. Because I'm going to be with you. And really, that's what we've got to understand in our Christian life as we face our fears. Do we face our fears alone? No, we don't. But, but, but we can have the, the struggles that Moses has. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? What shall I tell them? And God says to Moses, you know what you should tell them? I am sent you. I am. That's all you need to tell them. I am the God of, of the Israelites. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am who I am. And, and Moses just didn't know what to do. God is saying one thing. Moses is saying another. God also says to Moses, I will make the Egyptians favorably disposed toward this people so that, they, so that when you leave, you will, go, you will not go empty-handed. And so you will plunder the Egyptians. Moses answered. God says, you're going to plunder them. Moses, you're going to wipe them out. Moses says, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? Moses always had an answer, always had an excuse, to a point where God just got angry at Moses. I mean, I think I would have liked to have seen it, but at a distance, all right? Okay, then God comes to Moses and says, but if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. And, and God got Moses ready for a couple of great miracles. And then Moses said to the Lord, Oh, Lord, I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. In other words, I can't do it. I'm not a public speaker. I can't lead a mission group. I can't say a prayer in public. You know, I can't, I can't do it. God says to Moses, Who gave man your mouth? Who makes him deaf or dumb? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will help you speak and teach you what to say. God is trying to help Moses. The Lord said to Moses, who gave man his mouth? And and who gives him sight? And look at what Moses says. Oh, Lord, 
please, please send someone else to do it. I cannot do this. I think too many of us are saying that. Please send, have someone else. I can't do it. I can't, I can't have that conversation. I can't confront that person. I can't take up that challenge. I can't, please send someone else to do it. This sister will do it. She'll do it. Don't ask me to do it. Please don't ask me to do it. Sometimes we point out problems and we go, well, why don't you go in there and help fix? Oh, no, 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 no. I, that's not my job. My job is just to, 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 to acknowledge and to, and to let you know what the problems are. Don't ask me to fix it now because that's not my role. I'm just an identifier of issues, not a fixer of issues. Well, we need you to get in there and help fix it too. But God is trying to help Moses. Now the Lord said to Moses, had said to Moses and Midian, go back to Egypt, for all the men who wanted to kill you are dead. So Moses took his wife and sons, put them on a donkey, and started back to Egypt, and he took the staff of God in his hand. You know, Moses took God through a lot in that encounter in Exodus 3 and 4. But at the end of it all, and this is the lesson I want you to learn today, and it'll be a short lesson. Moses did what God asked him to do. Yeah, he put up a fuss. He says, I'm not, I'm not able. I can't speak. Please send somebody else. But at the end of it all, he obeyed God. Here is how you overcome fear. Do it afraid. Do it anyway. Obey God no matter what. Because if you let your fears get in the way, you won't accomplish anything significant in your life. Sometimes you have to go ahead and do what you know you need to do, even though you're afraid. So well, I'm waiting for the fear to go away. Well, you know, every time I've ever gotten on a roller coaster, I've been afraid. And the fear has never gone away. And therefore, I will never get on one again because that's a personal choice that I have to make. But when I did get on one, I was like, I did it afraid. I tried not to let my daughter that was sitting next to me know that I was afraid. But I was scared to death because I said I have no control over this contraption. And it's moving in places and ways that I am not comfortable with. So I don't know why people do things like that. And, and they're, they're, you know, Elaine jumped out of a plane. That, that's amazing to me. I mean, for her birthday, I think it was for her birthday, that was her gift to herself to go jump out of a plane. I will never do that. Why? It's like, well, I want to show I can conquer my fears. <laughs> All right? I mean, not me, brother. That's just... I mean, I'm just scared of that. But there are people like that who, who love to bungee jump and, and jump out of planes and stuff. God bless them. But the only way you can do those things, you can't just jump out the plane and go, I have no fear. No, you do it afraid anyway. All right? And just pray that your parachute will work. Uh, you know, you, I'm afraid to speak. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. That's the only way you're going to get through it. 
I'm afraid of conflict. I'm afraid to go and tell this person what, what they've done wrong and to speak the truth in love. Do it anyway. Don't wait for someone else to do it. I'm afraid to share my faith. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. That's the only way you're going to get over it. And after you share your faith, the next time you're probably going to be afraid again. Do it anyway. Some of us, we've gotten over that fear. Some of us still have it. I'm afraid to lead. I can never see myself being a leader. Do it anyway. Not every leader, especially in the Bible, was ready to lead when God called them. But God called them anyway, and they did what was right, and God was able to use them. I'm afraid I might fail. A lot of us have failed. A lot of us are facing failures right now. But don't let your failure stop you. Try, try again. Moses went into Pharaoh time and time and time again. Ten different plagues. And, every, and, and when he went in there, he, he, he could not change Pharaoh's mind. But he didn't stop trying until God's people were set free. I want to challenge us this morning. I want to encourage us. Face your fears, whatever they may be. Don't just come to church and exist. Let God work through your life. Let him take you through your your struggle so he can refine you and use you for something bigger and better. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be eloquent. You don't have to have it all together. You just got to step out there and try. At some point, Moses had to make a decision. Am I going to follow God or not? Am I going to do what God wants me to do or not? He had to make that commitment within. You see, sometimes you're going to be around people who are timid and afraid, who may even discourage you from stepping up. Don't listen to them. Say, you know, I'm going to try this anyway. And and I, I've, I've never really done it before, but I'm going to go ahead and, and give it a shot. I remember the first time I had conflict with leaders who were older than me. It was... It was a difficult experience. And I remember I was trying to talk to these brothers. They were older than me in the faith. They were both wrong, and I was right. I knew that much. All right? At least that's the way I saw it. Because you know how humble I was as a young Christian and, 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 and pliable and teachable and all that. So I went to these brothers, and, and I was like, guys, we got to talk. And as I was talking to them, I put my foot on, on the desk. On, on the back of the desk, uh, because we were in, the, and it was a preacher. It was in a preacher's office, and both these guys were preachers, and, and there I was, and I was like, we got to talk because there's something I'm not comfortable with. And as I put my leg, my leg started shaking. You know, it was, it was like, here I was, you know, this big old guy, and my leg was just, my leg was shaking because I was scared. But I said what I had to say anyway. That's, sometimes that's the way it's going to be in life. Sometimes you, you know there are things you need to say to people. You need to speak the truth in love. And, and you hold back because you're afraid. And you've got to go ahead and do it anyway. Do it anyway. I mean, I appreciate the disciples that 
are willing to speak the truth and love to me. I really do. I mean, I had a brother call me the other day. Ain't that right, Steve? I had a brother call me the other day. And, and, and just and say, Sam, we need to talk. Why'd you do X, Y, and Z? Now, you know how it is when someone first challenges you. I go, boy, boy, you know I'm the preacher in this church, man. Hello? But he was right. I had to apologize. But I appreciate that. Because that's the way it should be. But some of you, you hold on to things because you're afraid. And, and that, that, that issue, it grows and becomes bigger than anything it ever should have been. And it's your fault because the Spirit of God was prompting you to say something. And you gave into your fear. And you did not love your brother. You did not love your sister. We've got to get over our fears and move forward. The Bible says perfect love does what? It casts out fear. If you love, you got to go ahead and speak the truth in love. Obey God. No matter what you feel. No matter what others say. No matter how difficult. No matter how unconventional. No matter who opposes you. Do the right thing. That's how you get over fear in your life. You've got to move yourself forward through the fear. Because sometimes it doesn't go away. You know, one of the things I've struggled with in my life for years is people pleasing. And the Lord has thoroughly tried to beat it out of me to the point where I have had conflict after conflict after conflict well, Lord is, the Lord has said, you know what? I'm going to teach you to speak the truth in love and to say what needs to be said because it's not your character. It's not who you are naturally. Like most of you, I want everybody to like me. Isn't that the way most of us are? I want everybody to like me. I want everybody to be my friend. I want, I want to be popular. You know, I, I want when, when we do the survey, the minister survey, you know, I want to be in the 90 percentile. And that little 10% that was negative, we just won't pay them any mind. But that's not how life works. And there's something in you that God's trying to work on. And he's not going to take away the issue. He's not going to take away the situation. But he is trying to get you that in spite of your fears, in spite of your reservations, to look to him, to trust him, and to go ahead and do it anyway. And Moses is our example. Because Moses started off as a man who could not speak. He was not eloquent. He was afraid. He became a powerful leader of God's people. He led them out of Egypt right to the edge of the promised land. And right now we hold him up as the greatest of God's leaders because he did not allow his fears to control him. That's how he got there. And here's the, here, here it is, church. He started when he was 75 years old. Well, you sitting there going, I understand, that's for them young people. The brother started at 75 as a senior citizen leading God's people. And I think he did a mighty fine job. What do you say, church? So tell somebody, tell somebody here in the church, do not be afraid. Tell them, do not be afraid. Now, now here, here, 
Here's the other thing you need to tell them, because we're wrapping this up. Tell them this. Do it afraid. Tell them, do it afraid. Do it afraid. And finally, finally, so as, we, as we're going to ask some of you, we're going to ask some of you to, to start leading Bible talks. And you know what we're going to tell you? You know what we're going to tell you? Do it. Tell them what? Do it afraid. Do it afraid. So I'm scared. Do it afraid. You know, some of you want to step out of, down from leadership. You know what we're going to tell you? Step up. Step back up. You step in the wrong way. Do it afraid. That's the only way this church can grow and change. You know, I appreciate the people. We got new people taking over children's kingdom, kids' kingdom. They're doing it afraid. Afraid of some of you parents and afraid of your kids, but they're going to do it anyway. And finally, let me leave you with this. Remember what? Remember what? God is with you. Remember, what did God tell Moses? He said, I will help you, Moses. I will teach you, Moses. I will be with you, Moses. That's what we've got to remember. As, as, you, as you go out to share your faith today, as you go out to share your faith this week, remember, God is with you. God is with you. You may not even know how to start this conversation with this person, but God is with you. Just try. Just try. And remember that God is there. He's pulling for you. His spirit is there. It is in you. And he will give you the words to say, you can do better. You can do more. But you can't sit there afraid. Sometimes the spirit is, is, is moving in you and is telling you, will you please say something? Will you please say something? Go ahead. Say it. And you're going, no. Say it. No. Say it. No. This is like, why won't you say it? Because I'm scared they might reject me. Are they going to kill you? Are they going to take out a gun and shoot you because you invited them to church? No, and if they do, then you'll go straight to the first row of heaven. Stop being a chicken. Stop being a chicken. This is Christianity, not chickenanity. Don't be afraid. We need some courage around. The Bronx used to be known as evangelistic zealous. I mean, I mean, we were fearless for God. Where is that? Let's get it back. Let's not say, let Satan cause us to shrink back. And I remember being on the train. And I was on the train one time. And I had a hat on. And I kept my head down. And the Christian came up to me trying to start a conversation. Hey, how you doing today? I'm all right. Have my head down. Fine. How are you? Good. Look, uh, sir, sir. Yeah, yeah. What do you want? What do you want? I'd like to invite you to the New York City Church of Christ. I looked up. Ah, oh, that's you. I'm that's you. But they were trying. They, you, you, you couldn't get away. You know, I'd go in banks and places, invite people. Go, I've already been invited. We need to get that back. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? God 
wants to do something great through this region. You know, what would have happened if the men and women of New York City and the rest of the world had decided we're going to cower under fear and we're not going to rebuild because of the tragedy of 9-11. I mean, what would have happened? We wouldn't have the wonderful memorial that we have or we wouldn't have the, the new World Trade Center. We have not given in to fear, people. You can overcome fear. And that's what we need to do so we can build God's church for his glory. And that means you being called and challenged to step up and maybe to do things that you've never done before. Because God is with you, you can overcome fear. And you have to understand Fear, yeah, it's there. But do it anyway. Because God is for you. He is with you. He is in you. Let's overcome fear to God's glory. God bless you.